Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Listening to that song and singing it, you know, um, you're the light in the darkness. And it seems to be that we're in a time where there is preeminent darkness around us all the time. And so many people are just focusing on the darkness. Look how dark it is. Look how bad it is. Look at what's happening with the planet, what's happening with everything. It's just dark and it's getting worse. We're, we're actually not called to identify the darkness. We're called to follow the light. And not only yeah. that, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So we've got to keep our eyes, number one, on Jesus, yes. on his teachings, on his responses, the way he behaved in life mm-hmm. and, and everything like that, the example that he set. And how he showed us the heart of the Father in everything that he did. Mm. And, but not only that, after he said, I am the light of the world, later on he said, you are the light of the world. So now we can actually go to one another and bring light to one another. Mm. And, you know, one match can, can, you know, I use the example that, you know, you're trying to light a, light a fire with a match. And, you know, the matches are cheap nowadays. Redheads aren't what they used to be. You go to strike those matches and they burn out before you even get it. It's like there's this safety precaution put on matches. They're safety matches. They won't light anything. So what you've got to do is you get a few of them and you strike those together. Then you throw it back into the box of matches. Use that whole box and throw it in the fire. That example is that when light comes together with light, it isn't just an addition thing. It's a multiplication thing. It's an exponential thing Mm. where it grows. So we're actually not meant to... um, see the darkness and just talk about how oppressive and how dark the darkness is, we're meant to show the light and carry the light and say, hey, the light exposes what's in the darkness. It shows us the way in the darkness. So this morning we want to talk on that subject a little bit with the the world. um, But before we do that, um, Paul just came to me and said that he had this, the Holy Spirit just told him that there's two people here this morning. They could be online or they could be here. You could be here this morning. And two conditions that he was feeling. Um, somebody's got like a fluttering in their chest. Like a, it's, it's almost like an anxiety thing. Is that the best way to put it? But it's like a fluttering that you're feeling nervous all the time. And it's like you're worried that it's your heart. But it's an internal thing where you're fluttering. And if, if that's anybody, like you don't have to live with that. If that's how you're feeling, you don't have to live with that. That's not, that's a spirit of fear. When God has not given us a spirit of fear, that's not from God. Yeah. That, that's something that you're, you've taken on. You've believed a lie and now there's an insecurity there or it could be a physical thing. Um, so we want to pray for that this morning. Mm-hmm. If that's you, let me know. If it's online. God yeah. Heal. Okay. Mm. Can, can we have, who, who can go and pray? Paul, yep. Yes, over here, we've got a few people. So can we have some ministry team? Mm, We're going to pray for them this morning. And also, um, someone with a back condition, was it, Paul? Back condition? Lower hip. Oh, left leg. Up the back. Awesome. Okay, Chelsea. Yep, we've got some people around them. If there's anyone else, if you're online, we're going to be reaching out for you as well. Father, thank you that you are healer. 
You are healer. You are way maker. You're the promise keeper. And you have promised that you will bring healing into our life. So right now, we align with heaven. We align with the potential of heaven here this morning. And we speak to these conditions to go. These are the temples of the Holy Spirit. You must leave in Jesus' name. Affliction, go. Condition, go. Pain, go. We just ask for healing virtue to flow into each of these lives right now. And you don't need to be afraid. God is with you. You don't have to endure this any longer because God is our healer. He doesn't just do healings. He is healer. It's part of his nature. He is good. He loves us. And he is healer. We speak healing in the name of Jesus right now. Restoration in the name of Jesus right now. Restoration. Restoration. I'm getting this word restoration. God wants to restore. He wants to restore. He wants to restore. And not just what you haven't got. He wants to restore new things into your life, reestablish goodness into your life and let you know that he is good. He is got. He has got you in his hand and you are not left behind in any way. You don't need to carry this burden. God is releasing you right now in Jesus name. We speak over you at home. God is releasing you now in Jesus name. Amen. Let's give God glory this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You are good. You are good. Oh, I love that. That aspect of God's nature. He is good. I just kept going over that. That's, that's one of my number ones. When I'm not experiencing good stuff in my life, I keep reminding myself that God is good. God is good. Regardless of what I'm experiencing, God is good. And Amen. if my experience isn't good, then I say, right, God, what do you want me to learn? While I'm going through this, because even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, your statutes and your precepts, your law and your values, they guide me and they instruct me in the way that I should go. So you, even though we might be going through tough times, what do I need to learn while I'm going through this valley of the shadow of death? Because too many times we try to steal the identity or we, we deny the identity of God and parts of his characteristics because we say, if God is good, then why am I experiencing bad at the moment? Um, in Psalms, it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord saves them from all of that. Even though good people will experience bad stuff in their life, it's the Lord that delivers us from it. So you don't have to think, okay, it's somebody's fault that I'm here and it's somebody's you know, responsibility to get me out of this. Who is that person? No, the Lord will deliver you. The Lord will bring you out and you will have an increased capacity of faith and expectation in your life because the Lord carries you through and you grow through that. That's why we count, it every, you know, count joy from every battle. When we're going through tough stuff, I'm glad that God isn't like us. He's not like me. Because I'll do good for Kylie. You know, I'll clean up around the kitchen. I'll make dinner that night. You know, I'll do all the right things and all that. And I get no reward at all. I know that's, that's surprising to you. But I get no reward at all. Or not the reward I think I want. And, um, and so I go, right then. I'm not going to. I'll just go off and do my own thing. Then I didn't do good. and it, I did good and it didn't get recognized. I'm glad God's not like that. That when we say, God, this isn't good. I don't like this. It's not good at the moment. Am I ringing out here? Or is that just me? I was probably on stage. I don't know. My apologies. So, yeah, God need, is good. Do you need prayer? <laughs> Tinnitus. Some sozo or something. 
Often, <laughs> I'm just saying an example. I, I, Kylie always rewards me like, like a puppy. I say thank you. Yes. Big thank yous. So we're going to talk about identity theft Ooh. this morning. And um, that phrase was actually coined in the 60s when it became common when identity theft started to happen quite regularly. And it's defined as the theft of personally identifiable information. And I was sharing in the first service how I lost my wallet once and somebody actually stole my Mokameka card. They threw my credit cards in the bin. I found them later. But I had $40 credit on my Mokameka card and they went and bought coffees for all their friends. They stole my identity for coffee. So, um, yeah, but identity theft is becoming more and more, it's happening more and more. Like one in four Australians have been the victim of identity theft and like 15 million Americans every year have their identity stolen um, to some degree or another. But there's a, there's a more sinister kind of identity theft that's taking place in society today and that's identity theft that the enemy wants to come and steal our identity that, you know, he wants to come and steal our identity that as sons and daughters of God, that God is our father, that he has, he has formed us and created us and given us a purpose and given us an identity. And the enemy wants to steal that. Because when, when someone steals your identity, it's because they want something that you have. They want your money. They want your good credit rating. Or they want you know, something, your your reputation. So um, the enemy wants to steal from us because he covets what God has given us. He covets our identity as sons and daughters of God because all his title and everything has been stripped of him because he wanted to be like God. So he covets our standing in God and he wants to steal that from us. Because he started off by trying to steal God's identity. Mm. He, he wanted to be God. He set himself up to try and be God because he was, he was beautiful and he had, you know, Scripture tells us that he had musical instruments in his, formed in his body. That's who he was. And, and yeah, he wanted the identity of, of God. And he convinced a third of the angels in heaven to follow his stolen identity mm. that God had given him. And, um, and he's continuing to do it to this day. When mm. Kylie brought this up, I went, oh, Ting, you know, of course. Yeah. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to steal because we're made in the image of God. He doesn't want us to recognize that we're made in the image mm. of God. Mm. He wants to steal that identity and say, no, no, no you, you're just an accident that happened. You're just an evolution, the end of an evolutionary process that you just have come into this existence. I don't know what this means. But. And, and the only authority he has is that which we relinquish to him. Yes. So he has no authority on the earth apart from what he can steal from us. That's true. And what we will give over to him. Mm. So we all have, oh, John 10.10, 10, the thief comes yeah. only to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life. And not only life, but a full, amazing, full of... abundant life. Yes. So um, I want that. We all have this desire to know our identity, to know our origin. It's a desire that God has put within each one of us and it's what keeps us connected to our father because we want we want to know where we come from 
And um, that's what keeps Ancestry.com in business as well. Because people want to know about their background because our past helps to define and shape our future, doesn't it? So we did a DNA test a while ago, didn't we? Yes, we we did. I found out I'm 15% Swedish, which I never knew before. There you go. (laughs) 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 Woohoo! I knew I was Scottish and English, but I didn't know about the Swedish bit. So that was fun. (laughs) And I've got German. I actually know. I was... uh, it wasn't Germany, you, was it? it was Austrian or Belgian or something like that. It was weren't only weren't you taking notice of yours? <laughs> I was hoping you would. <laughs> you do have some German in there as well. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we, we all want to know yeah. about where we come from because it, it helps to shape our identity and where we're going. Mm. But that's exactly what the enemy wants to steal, our God-given identity. And when God formed Adam and Eve in the garden, he gave them an identity, didn't he? Yes. He said, you are man, your name is Adam. He gave them a name. He said, he gave them a purpose. He said, you're going to work the soil, you're going to have jurisdiction over the earth and and I'm going to give you a companion and her name is Eve and she's going to be your companion throughout life. So he created them man and woman When God created us in our mother's womb, he gave us an identity. He made decisions for us that we don't have to make for ourselves that helps form the foundation of who we are. He he makes the decision whether or not we are male or female. That's God's sovereign decision, isn't it? That's not for us to make. That is God's sovereign decision. And he has put this pattern of what a family looks like. You know, a man will marry a woman and they will be fruitful and they will multiply and they will fill the earth. That is God's perfect plan and perfect pattern for humanity. But society, a, a large portion of society is now turning its back on the sovereignty of God and saying, no, I don't want God to make those choices for me. I want the freedom to make those choices for myself. And and we're seeing the resulting chaos that that's producing in our world today of people rejecting their heavenly father, people rejecting their creator and choosing to make those foundational choices that are only really God's to make. So it's a crazy world that that we're living in at the moment and I just want to tell you about a few things that are happening on our planet at the moment. Um, As of March in 2019, in New York State, parents can now tick a box on their child's birth certificate that says gender neutral. So they can decide to raise a gender neutral child and give that child the choice later in their life whether they want to be male or female. That's scary, isn't it? So that's law now. That's law now in New York State. You can choose to tick that box. In the UK, health officials are asking people in the medical field to stop using the term breast milk and instead use the more inclusive term of chest milk or human milk in the maternity ward. Chest feeding is a term that's been suggested to replace breastfeeding. I know, it's ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, I could sit down and drink breast milk. I don't know if I'd want chest milk. If you marketed it as that, 
Could I'm be not a bit, drinking it. Could be a bit hairy. <laughs> <laughs> he gets very graphic. Like, I'm trying to keep it PG. He just gets very graphic. Because there'd be, like, hair in there and everything. There you know, could like... be. There could be. But the move was made by officials at the Brighton and Sussex University Hospital. It's being made, the move is being made to be more inclusive of trans and non-binary birthing people. Yeah. And, of course, we have the law that was passed in Victoria recently where it's now illegal to try and counsel someone to change or suppress their gender identity or their sexual orientation. If they're questioning. If they're questioning it and they come to you for help, you're not allowed to do anything but affirm the choices that they're making, really. Otherwise, you can do 10 years in jail or be fined up to $10,000. So parents who have a child that is questioning their gender now have two choices. They can, they can get non-faith-based counselling for their child, which pretty much the person is just allowed to say whatever you choose or support you, or no counselling at all. The parents aren't even allowed to guide their children or, or um, challenge the choices that they're making or they could be prosecuted. So that, that is undermining our God-given right as parents and responsibility, responsibility yeah. to raise a child in the way they should go, as it says in Proverbs 22, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Mm. So it's some crazy stuff but, but going on in our what world. What it's doing, though, is it's forcing um, decisions onto children, onto young psyches and young souls that aren't ready to make like, none of us actually are ready to make these type of decisions in our life because we were never made, no. we weren't designed. Mm. God made the choice for us so that we can actually grow in that. Now, scientifically, there are some very, very low percentage exceptions to this, scientifically. But the problem is with science, okay? Science answers a lot of questions. What's it made up of and what's it good for? That's about it. Whereas the, the spiritual perspective of things is what's its purpose and what truth does it reveal? That's yeah. what we're meant to look for. What is the purpose of this thing and what truth does it reveal? If you look at life with, that, with those two questions, that's actually looking from a spiritual and a heavenly perspective. Whereas the scientific thing is what's it made off of and what's it good for? Oh, well, this chemical, it's made up of this chemical and it's good to fix this symptom or something like that. So when we look at it, okay, genetically, some people are born with maybe a, something that chromosomal issue or whatever, and we say, well, therefore, you must be like this. And we're making decisions based on scientific evidence that's only for a small percentage in life. Mm. Um, but this is a spiritual battle. Mm. I'm, I'm so glad that, that God does not hold our sins against us. Mm that he makes Jesus so available to us, he makes the goodness of this planet so available to us and doesn't hold our sins against us. He wants to show us his goodness. He wants to show us who he is and show us who we are and the plan that he has for our lives. But if we can get distracted from that by making something else a seek first in our life, because um, 
scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else in life will follow up. The goodness and the patterns and the, the beauty of life, you'll get to understand it. But if he can limit us and confine us down to seeking something that will never, ever actually make us happy or give us peace in life, and you've got a stat on that as well with the... Um, yeah, what you just said about how our psyche is not meant to to carry decisions like that, that, that kind of weightiness of... Your, what, your gender and your sexual orientation, to put that on a child yeah. is negligence at best. Mm. To put that kind of psychological pressure on a child to say... Because children need absolute truths. Yeah. Children need boundaries. Children need a foundation to build their life on. To, to tell them that... I'm not going to tell you what your gender is. I'm not going to tell you what your sexual orientation is. I'm not going to make any of these foundational choices for you. It's like ripping the rug out from under them and to send them flailing through life with nothing solid to grab onto. And it really makes me angry that our society is doing this to our children and we're exposing them to things that they should never be exposed to at such a young age and we're making them forcing them to make choices that they should never have to make that God has already made for them and, and we're crushing them under the weight of these choices and it's so damaging and it's so important in this day and age for us to inform, to affirm our children's identity in Christ, to say from when they're tiny that, that God formed you in your mother's womb and he loves you and he created you just the way they that you are he created you a little boy or a little girl because that's his purpose for you and and teach them about the plan for family and how God made man and God made women and about how he's instilled in them the gifts and the talents that they need for their life and it's so important that we prepare our children for this minefield that they're going to step into the minute they enter school this minefield of gender confusion of sexual confusion, we, we need to affirm them in God like, like more than ever. They need to know who they are. They need to know who they are. And they need to know that God is sovereign and that he knows what's best for them. And he loves them. That's right. And he loves them. All, it's all in love. Mm. Like, this is how mm. beautiful it is. It's yeah. all in love. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know... Suicide is the leading cause of death among young people aged 10 to 24. We're talking about 10-year-olds to 24-year-olds. And, it, and it's so sad, but LGBT youth and QAI plus yeah. now are almost five times as likely to attempt suicide compared to heterosexual youth. And that, that is so sad. Five times more yeah. likely. And people would say that's because they're not accepted by society. That's exactly I what... would say it's because they're so lost. Mm. Yeah. And they're so confused because even when, like, yeah, even when they go through the process of having their gender choice affirmed... So hormonal treatment. Hormonal treatment, maybe surgery. Yeah. There was a study done in 2014 by the Director of Gen Gender Services in the UK and children who had been through the whole process of gender affirming 
By the end of that process... It wasn't just children, it's adults as well. And, well, it was yeah, ma mainly, mainly adolescents yeah. in this study. By the end of that process, you would, you would expect that they would be happier. It, there was no better mental health outcomes and there was no overall improvement in their mood. Wow. So it's not the answer. It's no. not the answer, letting them become what they think they want to become. And um, it's an elusive goal. It is. It's like it's, people. It's that what get, they think they need. Yeah, it's like people that get um, like augmentation done on their mm. body, and they want their nose shaved, they want their chin, mm. whatever, all those things done, and they're chasing this perfection. That, and when they ask people, look, I, I want this fixed, and people say, that's fine. You're beautiful, and they go, mm. no, 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 I'm not. Because they're comparing themselves mm. with others, mm. and and this is where it's it's really sad because there's there's young girls that are you know growing up and they say I'm not like the other young girls, therefore I must be a girl or like a young boy in a girl's body, and everyone goes yes yes that must be what it is when it's no you're just a little bit different, mm. and the same with young boys that like oh I'm not like the other boys. So therefore, I must be, I'm different. And it comes from, I, I don't want to talk about the, the whole concept there, but it comes from the covetousness, the comparison in life. I'm comparing who I am with who they are when we actually should be going back to the source code of life, which is the father. Mm. The father is the source code. Yeah. It's not an evolutionary process. It's a source code that's founded in the father that yeah. we are genetically Designed after, mm. you know, everything of it, male and female. Beautifully and wonderfully made. Beautifully and wonderfully Just made. the way you are. Yes. You don't need to change anything. And, that, and that's the voice that we need to project into, into our broken society. It, we need to speak the truth. The church needs to speak the truth. And to let people know that they are beautifully and wonderfully designed and made by a loving father. And they don't have to change anything and they don't have to alter anything and they don't have to doubt who they are because their identity is found in the one that created them. And I know it's difficult. This is a really difficult conversation to enter because it's very um, emotionally heightened at the moment. And the minute you open your mouth with a different opinion, you get labelled as homophobic or um, bigoted or ignorant or old-fashioned or religious or outdated or whatever. We're, we're going to get labelled the minute we speak up, but we need to speak up anyway. We need to, to tell the truth about what God's design is for humanity because it's getting lost. Yeah. It's sadly getting lost and there's so much brokenness in our world. There's so much sadness in our world. and But we need to do it in wisdom yeah. and we need to do it with love and we need to do it with grace yeah. and we need to pray yeah. about it before we open our Well, that's the number one mouths. breaking of silence. Yeah. Isn't going to somebody and talking to them straight away. It's actually mm. praying. Yeah. It's actually praying. praying. It's not, them. not and it's someone that you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with mm. on an argument. No. It's actually praying for people. Mm. Um, and it's not making fun of people. Mm. It's actually praying for people. Yeah. It's getting a heart yeah. for, for those that Jesus loved, mm. for those that God loves, yeah. and praying for them mm. that they would have their eyes open to what mm. the truth is. And yeah. 
people say truth is relative. No, there is absolute truth. Absolute truth. Absolute truth. Because mm-hmm. one day we will bow before absolute truth. Mm-hmm. One day everyone yeah. will bow Every and say, day. I cannot stand in the presence of this truth. Mm-hmm. I must yield to it. Yeah. I must submit to yeah. it. You might say, no, I'll never do that. Yes, you will. Mm. You, we can't help but do that yeah. because we will see him as he truly is. That's right. And the thing is we will see who we are as well. Mm. So prayer is the number one thing we need to break our silence on um, on this subject because people are losing their life. I, we mm. shudder at what the, the future holds for a lot, a lot of things. But, yeah, especially for the young people coming up with just this confusion. Mm. In Song of Solomons, we don't reference this book very often, um, there's a scripture in there that says, do not awaken desire until the time is right. And what it's actually meaning is, do not become sexually aware or sexually aroused before the time is right. Mm. And what we're doing today is that young children aren't, who are meant to just understand that they are okay, that they are loved, that they Mm. are protected, Mm. that they are valued... And they don't go through life comparing themselves with anybody else. They just realise that there's girls and there's boys. And, and that's what I did when I was younger and I grew up. Mm. But the so moment it that it mm. was awakened in me, everything changed. Mm. My perception changed. But now we've got young kids that are meant to carry the weight of, mm. of sexual orientation as well as sexuality. Like, I didn't even know about sexuality. I knew I was... I remember sitting down one day, my uncle was there and... I'm reading a phantom comic and I say to my dad, hey, dad, what's sex? I was like nine years old. And my uncle tells a story. He says, my dad just went, I really got him off guard here. And he goes, oh, what do you mean? And I said, oh, I want to get one of these phantom T-shirts and it says sex. You know, name, age, sex. (laughs) Yeah. Male or female. And he goes, oh, that just means a boy or girl. I went, beauty. He didn't need to explain anything else to me. I just wanted to know what the answer was for that situation. But we feel like, you know, the guy in the ad with the boat on the back and the kid goes, Dad, where do babies come from? Well, son, it's a copulatory effect of all these things. You just see the kid in the background. He goes, any more questions? (laughs) Preserve the innocence of our children. Mm, Yes. I have this, um, this growing feeling that down the track there will be many legal cases and um, of people suing the yeah. education department yeah. because they were exposed to stuff mm-hmm. when they were young yeah. and they said, this is wrong what you did to me as a mm. child. At the moment, everyone's going, no, 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 it's mm. fine. It's so progressive. Mm. It's so wonderful. It's, oh, yeah. we're just letting people be people and there's no bigotry and there's no anything. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. There still is. I know a young man who had a transgender operation. He then had horrific pain in his body and abdominal pain. Guys, we know what that would be like. Like when you get kicked or a footy hits you or a cricket ball. And imagine you got sliced and diced and now he goes to the doctors and the doctors are actually mocking him behind his back. The very fraternal that's meant to be, you know, it's, they're the only ones making money out of this at the mm. moment. It is now an industry. People say, no, it's not. We're, we're providing a service. No, no, no. It is now a greed-oriented industry. We don't fully see the concept mm. of it and the, the plan of it, but it's an insidious plan by the enemy. It's not 
It's no person doing this. They just think, oh, this is a good idea. We'll, mm. we'll make this available. Yeah. It is an insidious plan by the enemy to steal the identity that God mm. has given you, yeah. the identity that you are to reflect from the Father in heaven. Mm. And it's so beautiful and peaceful when you, when you get that. But if you're seeking something that is not obtainable, mm. you'll be chasing it for the rest of your life and blaming everyone else that you're not getting it. Yeah. And it was never a journey you were meant to take in the first no. place. And what they don't tell you about is the stats of people that then have yeah. changed their mind and have an operation to go back to their original gender. It's a huge percentage of it's people. A, it's a large percentage, yeah. yeah. And some of those people are now saying to the adults in their life, why didn't you challenge me when I was about to make that choice? Why didn't you speak up? Yeah, because then there's ongoing health conditions that mm. they have to deal with. So what does this mean for us as a church? You know, you might be saying, why are we having this conversation in church? Because we need to have this conversation. We're light because it's, We it's, carry the yeah, light of It's Jesus. everywhere out there. that This stuff is being talked about everywhere. Number one, we need to know our identity in God. Yes, come on. We need to know who we are in God. When, when the enemy came to Jesus in the, in the desert and he tried to sow that seed of doubt and he said, if you are the son of God, he said it to him twice, if you really are the son of God, Jesus answered with, it is written. It is written. And that's how we need to answer the enemy whenever he comes and tries to sow doubt into our hearts. It is written, I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I have a purpose. God has a plan for my life. I am a new creation in Christ. We need to answer those seeds of doubt with what the Word of God says. It is written. That's number one. Number two, we need to speak the truth into this generation and the generations to come. In love, we need to affirm their God-given identity. And number three, we, we need to be carriers of truth. We need to be ambassadors of truth. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19 says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting man's sins against him. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So Jesus came to the earth to reveal the Father to all of humanity. And now he's given us that ministry that we need to speak the truth and, and see people reconciled back to their Father to speak the truth about who they really are, who their creator is, who their designer is, who their maker is and who their father is. We need to be the voice of light, the voice of reason and the voice of truth in this messed up world because how do these broken people know that they can find healing if we don't tell them? How will they know that they don't have to live like that if we don't tell them? How will they know that there's another option, that they can find healing, that they can find their true identity in Christ if we don't tell them? 
we, we need to tell people the truth and in we're love. Just, we're just sharing the message that we all accepted. Yeah. It was the message that we have believed mm. that, that God is who he says he is. Yes. We are designed the way that we are designed. Yeah. And he is good and he's mm. in charge. Mm. He's sovereign mm. and he doesn't change. Yeah. Um, this world system has changed. Who ever thought in, in 2021 that we would be facing the, you know, the, the things that we're facing at the moment? But Jesus told us that times were coming that would be troubled times. There would be times full of hardship. There'd be, there'd be natural disasters on the world, but there'd also be plagues. Mm. There'd be plagues. And I was discussing this with someone, and it's like, it's not just um, health plagues. It's, it's not just, you know, natural disasters or anything like that. It's actually a plague of permissive thinking. And when Kylie said, you know, it is written, mm. do you know what the response is now? It is permitted. It's permissive. The response to, are you really a woman? Are you really a man? Well, it's permissive. You can do it and you can corrupt that plan. You can go with whatever design you want to go with, but you will not be fruitful in that because you sterilize yourself immediately. Mm. You actually sterilize your potential to reproduce after mm. your own kind, after who God made you to be. Yeah. Um, no one, and they, people think, oh, but that's okay. I can adopt or I can... Surrogate, get a surrogate or something like that but how limited is that thinking you know yeah. sadly it's very limited and very selfish yeah very self-oriented and this this is not a message of condemnation it's a no. message of freedom it's an invitation we're not, we're not condemning anyone or anybody's choices but we just want everyone to know the truth and to be set free yeah. and to be made whole and to be healed just like we were yeah like we I was broken I, mm. I, was, I needed my identity reaffirmed. I needed my values lifted up. I needed my vision and my perspective about myself to change. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like who I was, even though I was very... We all... Can you... Yeah. 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 You get what I'm we've saying? We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Mm. And this is something that God has the answer, that mm. Jesus is the answer because Jesus showed us the heart of the Father yeah. so beautifully. Mm. And, um, yeah. Oh, we've gone over time, but that's all right. Let's pray. Yes. So we want to pray this morning, number mm. one, um, for wisdom mm. and for grace. Mm. Grace is the unmerited favor of God, but it's also the empowerment of God. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the New Testament, in um, Acts, the, the disciples were speaking and preaching, and then all of a sudden they came under um, opposition by Rome and opposition... They got started being persecuted, and not just you can't talk like that. They were getting beaten up, they were getting um, killed, they were getting imprisoned, and everything like that. So what did they say? Oh God, take this, take this away from me. No, they said, give your servants boldness to speak the truth. Mm. Now that's not an offensive truth. That's actually just the truth, mm. but in love and in grace. And yeah. they did, and they didn't just bring effective words. They brought a demonstration of power. And that power, I believe, as we pray mm. and as we seek God and speak truth in love, that God is going to, His Holy Spirit has been poured out on all mankind. Yeah. Whoever you're thinking about or talking mm. to or whatever it is, um, God, is, is His Spirit is on that person. So you can release the Holy Spirit in love, mm. in this grace, in this yeah. mercy. Yeah, oh. to set them free. Set mm. them free because the answer isn't in slicing your body up. No. 
The answer isn't, because that's just like self-flagellation, isn't it? Oh, this will make me feel better. No, it's not. Mm. It won't make you feel better. It just ruins our bodies. Mm. It really does. Parts of us that are never meant to be sliced and diced. And our psyche is one of them. Mm. That's the major one. Our our psyche Mm. and our soul. Mm. Yeah. So can we just lean into Father at the moment? Oh, Lord, you are so good. Mm. Father, you are so good. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for not holding our sins against us Mm. and being so so forgiving. And your heart is to reconcile. Mm. Father, I thank you right now for your Holy Spirit speaking to those online, those here in the room. Father, that you would give us wisdom and boldness, grace, to be able to share light with others. In this dark time and in this dark period, Father, we would be beacons of light as we've been shown the light, Mm. that we'd get to share that light with others. Father, thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing my life. Thank you for taking me away from the path of destruction that I was on and moved me over onto a path of life, that narrow path that leads to life. We ask that the light that we carry will show that narrow path of life to everyone. It's a bountiful path. It's a beautiful path. It's a path full of peace and joy. Even though there's conflict and hardships along the way, Lord, you carry us. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your statutes, your precepts, your laws, your values, they all comfort me. Who you are comforts me. Father, I thank you for your word becoming life in each one of our lives. Holy Spirit, we just ask for you to move on our, on our state, on our city, on our nation, across our planet at the moment with this plague that's just infecting and affecting so many generations. May eyes turn back to our Father. May the longing in our heart go to the right place to know our Father to know who we are. Thank you, Father, for opening up heaven to us. Thank you, Father, for showing us the truth. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much. And we just speak release over lives right now. If you're listening to me at the moment and and you've taken offense because of what was said, we we just say we love you and we want the best for you. We want the best for you, just like we've been shown the best in life. We might not always make the best choices and best decisions, but God has the best for you. We speak God's best, His goodness over your life. We speak favor and blessing over your life that you would know the truth and the truth would set you free. Thank you, Father, for revealing truth to us. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. We've got the 10 nights um, of fire coming up, and uh, that's the end of next month and going into August. We haven't done this just to have meetings or just set up more times where you have to come out. This is an invitation to encounter God afresh. And, And if you have not encountered God in a way 
that you go, yes, I, I know what you're talking about, then, then this is an invitation for you to come and immerse yourself in an atmosphere. So what we're going to be doing is, is leading up to it, we, we want to be, um, we're putting out the opportunity, we're going to be praying. Um, we haven't worked it out, we're thinking about in the mornings, like our breakthrough prayer, we're going to be doing it every morning leading up a week before the, the time and also some of us are going to be fasting. So we're, we're putting it out there. If you want to pray and fast with us, because we want to see a breakthrough in our region. We want to see a breakthrough. We want to see a breakthrough in your life, an encounter where you hear from God afresh and you go, God, I've heard your voice. I can hear your spirit. And when you respond to his Holy Spirit and say, yes, I hear you, then he keeps speaking more and he starts guiding you more. And all of a sudden you, you're going, wow, you're, where did you come from? And he goes, I've been here all along. It's just that you're now hearing and you're seeing. We want to, I want to go deeper. I want to immerse myself in the presence of God and have a fresh encounter with God because I'm telling you, he wants to give it to us. Because the planet needs you on fire, glowing red hot with the kingdom of heaven, with love in your life and with grace. So and I, more I really that. think God's going to you know, bring some breakthrough in extended families as well. Not just in us as individuals, but it's going to filter through into our extended family as well. And people that are related to us are going to get touched by God and touched by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, even if they're not here. Wherever they are, they're going to get touched by the Holy Spirit. Beautiful. Have an awesome week, guys. We love you so much. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.